This week on the Shattered Order podcast, we go over the guild poll, introduce the guild spotlight, cover more raid strategies, go over the latest community update, and more. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Shattered Order podcast. It's me, Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk. And I'm Michael Winkiller Inc. So we're going to start here with uh, something we did last week, the guild poll, but we got a new question this week, which is kind of funny because we're going to go over the answers and already know who it is. At least I do. I don't, I don't know if Win won the, read the uh, community update. I did, and it's kind of ironic that um, one of the answers that was on there multiple times is one of the ones that we're actually going to see in July. So, well done, everybody who voted in the poll. Exactly. So, we got a couple interesting answers here for this, kind of different stacks that we want to go over. But the first one, there were five of them that actually had double votes. So, you know, more than... More than one person wanted them, and one of them actually was the uh, character for July, but I'll let you uh, know who that was at the end so we don't spoil it from the get-go. Uh, the first one is Anakin, the the guy that was getting the rework, so two people wanted him, and the uh, second one was Ewok Scout, I guess people trying to build up their furry rage team. The at first I thought this next one was uh, just the Tuscan Raider, which I was kind of confused about. But it was the Tuscan Shaman, which I guess would make sense since it's not available anywhere, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with that. Was there ever anything that they said as far as why that you can't find him anywhere? I haven't seen anything. It's kind of weird because he was wasn't he Chromium exclusive? He was a Rhodium. Oh, he was a Rhodium. Yeah, so. Okay. How many erodiums have there been? There have been Rex, but Rex actually went to Chromium, right? Yes. But Tuscan, Tuscan Shaman and Wedge have not been in anything but erodiums. Like, you can get Wedge shards in the new B2 erodium, but I think that's the only place you can get the him anymore. Oh, so, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know if I would want Tuscan Shaman shards, because if they gave me 30, I don't even know if he would unlock... And I don't know if I would ever be able to get him, you know? Yeah. But maybe someone did buy the packs and 30 shards short and wishing they could find a way to get any way to get them. Yeah. I'm sure at some point they'll release them in a, as an arena character or something along those lines. Yeah. With the low amount of Chromium characters they have, you'd think they'd throw him in there. I don't know. The fourth one was Amagundi, which... Uh, Another interesting one. I kind of, kind of like this guy actually. I'm gonna talk about him uh, a little bit later in one of our other segments. So that'd be cool with me. And then the last one was Rex, which would also be really cool because he's another one that I really want. But uh, let's see. The other one. Did you see any new characters in there that people tried to say they wanted? Oh, that I think I saw down in the list. Maybe one or two. Someone asked for Jedi Luke. No surprise. 
trying to get them any way they can. And also, someone just said, or any other bounty hunter. So I guess maybe they want a new one added, thrown in there. I don't know, maybe Bosk? That'd be pretty sweet. What do you think? I kind of see them doing bounty hunters at some point when they come out with the ships. Uh, bounty hunters are always kind of associated with our sh ships, and that kind of makes logical sense, I think. Jedi Luke, I think, will be quite a bit later. I don't think we'll see him this year. Uh, probably next year when the new movie comes out, I would guess. Like one more thing about the poll that I noticed is uh, a lot of people were asking for Chromium-specific uh, characters in there. Did you notice that? I actually didn't notice that, but that's a really good point. Um, I, I noticed, you know, I thought about that as far as Rex goes, because I know he's pretty highly sought after just for the raids but i really didn't think about that as far as the rest of them being in there pretty good point yeah another one i saw in here they had zam the brand new one sunfock general grievous i guess isn't really chromium but uh echo was in there so a lot of people looking to get those extra shards and not having to buy their the chromium packs to hope they get it on like a random chance you know yeah there's some of them I would like to unlock, but uh, I don't know how long it would take me to really level them up. Yeah, probably a lot more time than they're really worth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I say, what was your what what one did you ask for? You know, that's a good question. I really can't remember. <laughs> well, no, I put in I put in the Jedi Knight Guardian only because I figured he unlocks at what twenty five stars or she unlocks at twenty five stars yeah. shards. Yeah, that's a so really if, good one. If they gave it out, you know, if someone didn't have them, they'd be able to unlock them at the end of the month. And then it's also someone that I've been talking with Giggles a lot about uh, trying to unlock her and see how well she does in the raid. So that'd be really cool. She may come up later, but uh, I think she'd be really good for the raids just for the high potency and the offense down because that offense down makes a huge difference in the raids. Actually, I do I do remember who I picked. It was Ewok Elder. He's one of those kind of tough farms that would be pretty useful, but given the fact that he's in the guild currency store, I didn't think we would see him. Here's a random thought that uh, I thought about today. I don't know if you'd heard. I told a lot of people in guild chat that I've been saving my cantina shipment energy, hoping Dengar goes there once uh, once his month is over. Oh, you yeah. hear about that? Yep. Well, I thought today, I'm like, you know what? An area that I hadn't even thought about them being able to add people to would be guild shipments. And if he wound up going to guild shipments, I would be not happy. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's That would make a lot of sense, too. Somebody that's, you know, a little bit more rare, that's definitely a lot more difficult to get a character there. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he does actually stay chromium like they've talked about on the uh, forum or goes somewhere like arena guild galactic war cantina shipments or even guild shipments like i was thinking today i just thought that was yeah interesting something i hadn't even thought about them adding characters to until today well you're already farming uh Gamorian guard from there correct yes so adding i'd have to pick between Gin dingar and Gamorian guard then and I'm at six stars with Gamorian Guard, so I'd rather just finish him off. Yeah, that's pretty close. So, not much left there. Well, uh, our next segment is the Member Spotlight. 
what we kind of decided to do here is this was something that was kind of requested. Uh, we're going to highlight a member of the guild each week. We have a list of questions we asked them, and we got the responses. We decided to take the person who finished first in the raid on, was it Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. And the winner was Bamai. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Bumai. Well, uh, we have quite the list of questions. We'll just kind of go through, maybe talk about a few of them. Uh, Bumai's name's Ollie. He's from Hanover, Germany. He's 35. He's an industrial salesman with a Master of Business Administration. A lot of uh, respect for the Masters. Those guys are... Those degrees take a while, and those are that's a pretty big accomplishment in my book. Yeah, I'm with you. That's pretty serious. I got a bachelor's, and there's no way in hell I'd go back, so kudos. Yeah, exactly. Nice job. Let's see. Interesting fact. When he was 15, he broke his right hand playing soccer. And now his middle finger is shorter than his ring finger. And every time I, the first time I read that, I looked down at my hand, I realized how weird that would be. I was about to say the exact same thing. (laughs) As you read that, I was looking at my hand, kind of thinking, you know, that'd be a little odd. Yeah. I don't know. Especially if it wasn't, you know, cut off or anything. It just, the finger's growth was stunted or something when he was that young. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. We may have to follow up. But my let us know uh, yeah. exactly what the we'll deal hear is the story. with that. <laughs> he has some pretty good hobbies on here. Um, his girlfriend, that seems like a good hobby to have. Soccer, <laughs> music, barbecue, and computer games. Sounds like a, a guy after my own heart. Although, uh, although I'm uh, terrible at soccer. I have recently started enjoying watching it, though. Grown up, 34 years old now, didn't even start enjoying soccer until the World Cup this last time around, and now I can't get enough for some reason. And I think the reasoning behind that is there's no commercials. (laughs) It's like, first half, second half, we're not going to stop. So you just get non-stop action. Yeah, that definitely beats the hell out of having those little breaks but then again there's not always a lot of excitement going on or at least yeah that's been my impression from it but yeah there's there's watching the world cup last time around is there were some really bad ones i watched and then there were some that were just too exciting yeah just, you blink and you miss something it's crazy cool so anyways well he says his favorite music well the question is favorite music genre and artist hip-hop punk Electronic House. He says, favorite artist is a really tough call because there are way too many, but he's going to have to go with Blink-182. Yeah, I'm with them. I listen to so... I've listened to so many different types of music over my life. Having to pick one, I would have to probably pick by decade. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. I tend to go by decades as well, uh, which Blink-182 kind of... Falls kind of in the decade I enjoy too, so pretty good oh, choice. Yeah, They're actually coming to concert here next month. Nice. All right. Yeah. His favorite food is steak. Harder to help. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. It's hard to go wrong with a well cooked ribeye. So. Oh yeah. Good taste there. His favorite quote is, "Dude, hold my beer." <laughs> nice. 
And That's what's great about that quote is you know that something exciting is about to follow. So always you hear that, bust out the camcorder, and hope something good happens. Winds up on fail army. <laughs> <laughs> All right, his favorite Star Wars quote. Um, it's not really a single quote. It's basically every single word between. Did you hear that? They shut down the main reactor, and oh no, it's not like that at all. He's my brother. So isn't that like all of episode six? Yeah, pretty much. That pretty much covers <laughs> the whole thing. So that moves into the next answer pretty well, then. Yep. And although if he did, although if he had not put Return of the Jedi as his favorite Star Wars movie, I would have laughed. If he had put another one, but his favorite quote was Return of the yeah. Jedi. Yeah, it would have been a little bit confusing <laughs> as well. It's pretty awesome. Yep. Well, and his favorite character is Han Solo. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with Han Solo. Kind of badass, yep. so... No arguments there. I like him. He's good. Yep. He's good yep. people. And his favorite characters, as far as the game goes, are the cute, cuddly Ewoks. Tebow, Ewok Scout, Elder, and Chief Chirpa. Kind of makes sense considering his favorite movie. Yep, that's exactly what I <laughs> thought. So I kind of yeah. wonder if it's... Is it the Ewoks? Are they the reason he likes Return of the Jedi so much? Or does he just like the Ewoks because they're in Return of the Jedi? Like it's a good question. Because that's, uh, that's a point of contention for a lot of fans. So it would be interesting to know if that was the good side for him and... Bad side for a lot of people. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Gonna have to get an answer on that. He says his <laughs> current uh, arena team is a Phasma lead with Qui Gon Jinn, Ray, Genos, and Soldier, and Royal Guard. Typ- pretty typical, solid, hard to go wrong. Nope, that looks good to me. It's almost my team, except I don't have GS yet or Royal Guard, sadly. Yeah. But I'm working on it. <laughs> Oh, GS, you got to get that one. That may come that's up later, I'm, too. That's who I'm shooting for right now. And plays on the iPhone and iPad. Same as me. Good choice. Dude, this next answer is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So, three items you would want on a deserted island. His three items, his iPod, sunglasses, and a lot of gin tonics. Sounds like a good day to me, or rest of your days. <laughs> yeah, that sounds relaxing as hell. I'm. I would tell the iPod dies. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. Fortunately, they do last a while. If you're, well, I guess deserted island, you might be kind of screwed. But that's you ever watch Lost? You know, I started watching it. I see a couple episodes. Never really followed it very much at all. Well, f- well for anyone else that listening and watched it. Did you ever wonder how Hugo always continued to find batteries for his disc man? I'm just curious. Anyways. <laughs> Next question. Next question is invisibility or ability to fly? And he picked the ability to fly. Which would be pretty damn cool. I have to agree with him on that one. That's yeah, not too bad. Not too shabby. These are a couple that I, I asked just because I was curious. Also a out of the Star Wars fandom, some of my other interests, but Marvel or DC, 
He said Marvel, even though The Dark Knight is better than every Marvel movie. Thank you, Heath Ledger. And as much as I love Iron Man and Avengers, I could not agree more. Those That trilogy was amazing. I can say that much. Yeah, I liked them all. It, I, I did too. Uh, they were all extremely good, but The Dark Knight is just leaps and bounds above the rest, I think. Yeah, too bad they can't get any of the other DC movies as good. <laughs> yeah, that's no kidding. Or, you know, <laughs> ruin them with Ben Affleck, but whatever. Uh, All right. Next and one. The last question he had was, Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? This question's about a month late, but I don't care. And he chose Team Iron Man. So me and him are going to have to slap hands. Yep, uh... I'm with you. And not I'm, in the good I'm, way. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an Iron Man guy. Uh, I just. Oh, good. So we got we drew the line already. Yep. Yep. I'm me versus you. Not Team, team Cap. Captain America at all. So <laughs> maybe it's my patriotism from being in the Navy. I don't know. Oh, the, I'm yeah. With that, him all the way. <laughs> that could be it. Well, well, that pretty much covers the first member spotlight. Uh, let us know what you think or if there's any other questions that y'all would like to know answers to. But I kind of feel like this is a pretty good way for everyone to kind of get to know everybody else in the guild. Yeah, so thanks, Bumai, Bumai, Bumai Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we need to get clarification on the exact pronunciation as far as that goes. Yeah, we should probably ask next time before. Although it is kind of fun to, to murder names on... The, on live recording. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we should just keep it that way. That way, if we butcher yes. it, you know, people can crucify us or whatever. Yeah. Well, our main topic for the day is raid strategies. Um, this was something that was kind of discussed that people wanted to hear a little bit more about. And, you know, there's so many different strategies out there. We kind of figured we'd go over some of our favorites, a few characters that we like. Let us know what you guys think. As far as maximizing your phase 2 and 3 raid damage, as far as the door, Phasma, awesome. I almost always use her as the lead. She's great. It's, mm-hmm. She calls in the assist. She does slow. She has good potency. The 50% turn meter. Um, I always try to do damage to the door tilts in the red and then use her fusillade to finish the door off and apply slow to the rancor uh this past week one thing i was trying though was right before i use slow when i would normally use slow i should say i would use her victory march and that actually worked pretty well there were a few times that i was actually able to get enough damage and still not get attacked before taking out the door uh, just by using Qui-Gon's turn meter removal, which, you know, works pretty well. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, when it hits, it's awesome. Making yeah. sure that only thing for me, and I use the same strategy mostly. I've been actually trying something very similar, but I've been using... I finally got my 7-star Yoda up to gear 9, and... Uh, Felt comfortable throwing them in there in my team with Yoda or with uh, Phasma and Ray and Kaigon and IG eighty six and uh, I haven't had as much um, what do you want to say 
success. That's the word I'm looking for. I haven't had as much success with him. I've actually had lower scores with him trying this strategy, but I think it's more about me figuring out how to get it to work than it actually being able to work. Yeah. But uh, getting him is... to get the foresight and then getting an extra turn in before the slam to give everyone foresight to get as many turns as you can in before you bring down the door is an awesome strategy and I've got it to work once and that worked really well. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, using the victory march even before you do the door. If it works, I mean, you can get a lot of damage in before you even get to the door and, you know, save characters some health and do a little extra damage. And on the, in terms of other strategies on pre-door, I mean, all I've used is the Phasma Kaigon strategy. So I, I would love to hear from people on what they do if they don't do that, because I'd be interested in seeing what other ways there are to do that. You know? Yeah, I would too. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of different ways. Um, I pretty much just use the tunes that I have geared highest, which tends to be Phasma. But I would really yeah. like to know what else there is out there besides the using her for slow and Yoda's foresight. That slow is just so important, though. That it oh, makes yeah. a world of difference, especially if you're in the second half of phase two or three, and you, in addition, get that speed bonus. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and which kind of brings us to our next topic. We're going to talk about characters that were good for whenever you have the door on the Rancor. Obviously, Geno's a soldier's badass. Uh, the 50% turn the meter. Yeah, he's he's so good. I've noticed a big difference since I got him, put him in my team. I mean, he'll attack five times, you know, just nice. because he gains... He's basically working off 50% turn meter. So he's, he's great for that, with the Omegas, obviously. Luke... Is also really good. His basic gives turn meter as well. And his special does defense down and something else. I can't remember what. With Omegas, it will also do speed down, which would be pretty interesting. That's That reminds me of something then. the uh, I meant to say this right before. We were talking about this earlier in Guild Chat. Another good strategy to use before you take down the door is to throw... If you have a tune that can throw defense down on the Rancor, getting it on him before the door goes down is another way to maximize your damage. Yep. Because if you can get him slowed with uh, defense down, you're going to be hitting him even harder, you know? Yeah, that and that's one of the problems with my strategy is using Phasma to finish the door. By using Phasma, Phasma would typically apply defense down, but it's like halfway on the Rancor's turn meter. So that's actually a really good point that you bring up. You can definitely get a lot of extra damage in by the Rancor having defense down the entire time rather than, you know, just a small portion of it. Yep. Uh, another character that we kind of like is IG-86. Really, anybody that calls in an assist is awesome especially when you got some high damage characters there's nothing yeah. like calling in ray on one of those assists it's awfully nice oh yeah totally i throw her in there and bring kaigon in on the assist for well this wouldn't be when the door's down but 
He's good for assist when the door's up. Yeah. Because he can bring the turn meter down, and you don't even have to use a turn. Yep. You know, so those assist characters can really prolong your damage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think we're about to get in a little bit more of that. I'm just going to kind of go over a few characters that I'm kind of either hopeful for or that I kind of think might be overlooked a little bit as far as in the raids. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, Hoth Rebel Scout. Um, I don't know if you said there was actually a video that came out today. Somebody from another guild, uh, Team Synergy, I believe, did an entirely free-to-play team in which she did 1.6 million damage in Phase 1, I believe, and actually had Hoth Rebel Scout on that team. Uh, If you're not familiar, Hoth Rebel Scout's basic attack has with Omegas has a 40% chance to give... 25% 25% turn meter to all allies, which is pretty awesome. His second ability, special, also gives him a 100% turn meter if it's a critical hit. So, you know, if he has advantage, he basically gets to attack twice, and on one of those he's given turn meter. Uh, he's somebody that I'm working on heavily, because I think he would be really good in raids and arena, but I will definitely yeah. keep y'all updated as far as how that build goes. Yeah, I have him on my free-to-play account, and he is awesome. I really is like it? him. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like... I think I only have his basic attack to level 3 or 4 right now, but the 25% to get 25% turn meter seems to hit way more. I know, obviously it's 25%, but it seems to hit every time. You have a full rebel team, don't you, pretty much? Yeah, I run uh, Hoth Rebel Soldier, Admiral Akbar, Leia, and Luke, and uh, Royal Guard. Okay, that's a pretty good team. Yeah, uh, and he's he does awesome on it. He's he's good. Yeah. Even out of the raid, his special that can stun. I mean, it, it, yeah, he's cool. You actually. So if it doesn't mentioned... work out in the raid, then you still got a good guy for a lot of other areas. Yeah, uh, I'm planning to stick him in an arena team with an Akbar lead, and you know he's pretty quick and call in some assists. So I'll be curious mm-hmm. to see how that goes. The next guy I kind of already touched on a little bit was Luke. I kind of feel like he could be pretty good, and maybe overlooked a little bit just because no nobody seems to ever talk about him. But he's a decent damage doer, and he gets that turn meter. Even though he's not entirely that fast, uh, he might be better with an Akbar lead or something, give him a little extra speed, but his special does pretty good damage, and especially if you put Omegas on it, he's another person that could get speed down on that ranker, possibly. The last one I wanted to talk about is Boba Fett. I have yet to see or hear about anyone using him as a lead for Phase 2 or 3, uh, his leader ability gives 50% critical damage. And the oh, whole nice. time that door's down, it's all criticals. I kind of feel like him as a lead with a heavy damage team, you know. Jado's a soldier, Ray, 86, something along those lines would be really interesting. So if anyone has a 7-star Boa Fett, try it out and let us know. Oh yeah, because that would, that would definitely be interesting. If, as long as you could get speed down get a character maybe if you got Luke and he'd gave speed down right before the door went down 
yep. with that type of team, that would be that would be really interesting to see what they came out with. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, uh, now you're going to talk about a uh, few characters that you like for Phase Four. Yeah, so I use that. I use my Phasma team on the Phase Two and Three most times, so it always leaves me with, uh, you know, B team, C team, if they're any good, if you can put something together that might have any type of synergy. But once you get down to the the really the bottom of the barrel, right? Your C teams or whatever. And you, I'm thinking about guys that have a lot of health and decent speed that might be able to get, you know, two or three shots off before the ranker just slams them into the ground, you know? And there's yep. a couple, a couple, three of them that I think have some decent tools on them. If you can get them to hit the ranker, that might actually help on like a, a B or a C team. One of those is a Tuscan Raider, because surprisingly not listed as a tank, but he still has 22, over 22,000 health, right? So he's got a lot of health, and he's got 121 speed, and he's an assist guy. So he can get the uh, get an assist in there, extra damage, always good, right? And there's also yep. his basic. So if you use that special first, get the extra damage, get a second turn with him. His basic has a 55 chance. 55% chance to remove 50% turn meter. So, I don't know what his potency's like. I don't know if it would ever even hit. But, if it did, on that second shot, you would pull 50% of the turn meter away. And I, I, that's pretty big. I did look up Tuscan Raider's potency, and it was not very high. I'm not sure exactly what the threshold is for being usable against Riker. I think it's probably around 80%, because Tebow mm-hmm. seems to do pretty well, and Post seems to have a little bit of issues at 75% wherever he's lead, so I kind of think that 80% might be kind of the threshold for Tier 7. Mm-hmm. But what I, was his? Who's? Tuscan Raiders. Uh, I kind of think it was like 20 to 40%. It was not yeah. very much. Uh, but I do agree. I mean, the health and calling in the assists are absolutely awesome. Let's see here. Potency, 62%. Yeah, 62%. So. Okay. The odds of him hitting that, probably not that good. But he's still got a lot of health. He still will get that assist on the first turn. And if he hits his basic and it magically, somehow the RNG goes in your favor and that happens, cool, right? Yep. It's turn meter for you. you know? So he could... And he's an easy guild, guild war. I always call it guild war. Galactic war. <laughs> Galactic War, he's an easy farm, so I mean, it's just... That's the best part about him, is most people have a lot of Galactic War tokens, because they've kind of already farmed the must-haves, and he's, I think he's a really good kind of next-tier guy for Phase 4. Totally. I would, I'm, I moved to Tebow, because I was tired of Tusken Raider at the time, but he's definitely on the, he'll be the next one I get. So, the next second one I was thinking of is Finn. Someone I've only seen one person in our guild with a seven star. So, if I can find who it was, maybe he can tell me if he does anything. You, you know what? He's got ironic. What's that? I'm the guy with a seven star Finn. You know, or at least I, one of them would make sense since you're 
you're my ally, and I've seen him pop up on my uh, on my list. So it was probably you that I've used him. Um, yeah, he's uh, so you can tell me. Does have you used him in Phase Four? I have, and he he does decent damage. It's not bad. He never lands exposed. Uh, his specials are pretty much worthless. His first attack, you know, does extra damage on the first hit. But where I do think he is really useful is he gives uh, resistance allies, I believe it's 25% offense and 35 defense, and mm-hmm. all other allies half that. So he's at least given everybody 12.5% offense. So yep. he's a pretty Ooh. good lead when all you're really trying to do is get in as much damage as you can. So. Yep, that makes sense. Expose is one of the things that I had written in here that he gives a possible expose, but I just looked him up too, and he's at 62%, so the odds of you getting that from him also, very low. Yeah. But he's kind of fast. He's got a lot of health. Give a little bit of damage there, and if you have him to use as a lead, that'll definitely help get some extra damage in there. So that's another one I had there. And then the last one I had we were kind of talking about earlier with as a monthly character. I'm just put this out here right now since we forgot earlier. Jedi Anakin. That's his name. That's who the uh, character for the month is. Oh, so yeah. 30 minutes later, you the suspense has ended. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, the guy I'm talking about was one we had a couple votes that, for a monthly character, and that's I'm a Gundi. Uh, he has... Just under 20,000 health, so he's got a good pool going, which will mean his protection's probably up there a little bit, too. He's got a 119 speed, so he's not super slow or anything, but uh, his basic, Sunder, has a 50% chance for defense down, so that's another thing. Add extra damage if he can hit it. But let me look him up and see what his potency is, because that is something that will kind of... Oh, there you go. That's that's pretty damn good. So anyways, his potency is 112%. So the odds of him actually getting that defense down with a 50% chance is probably much better than the first two people I talked about. Yeah, especially if you have him as the lead, because I believe he gives Jedi's counter chance. So that kind of gives him another extra chance to get that defense down. Yep, it does. Yeah, his, yeah, his leader gives 30 defense to everyone and jedis get counter chance and extra damage from it so not too bad and a special also can help the team and it's a hundred percent chance so he gets defense up for the team i don't know how much it's going to take out of uh, his slam but every little bit helps so and especially if you got a good group of high health guys then you're going to be able to get in an extra shot or two there so that's... i i haven't got this to work very well in tier seven because the potency issue but i know in tier six if you could get a team together in phase four where you could put offense down on the rancor and have defense up and then have someone who's taunting with defense up i mean he'll attack all day and it does nothing it's pretty awesome yeah definitely i think uh i'm a gundi is a definitely a good a guy that i would like to get seems like he's got a pretty good kit for the raid or anything else Defense yep. down and defense up for you. He's kind of a difficult farm, though. 
Uh, I think you can only get him in two nodes, but he's also in the guild currency store. Well, he's got he's got the seven e cantina battle now, so. Oh, I didn't realize that. You can okay. farm him in cantina also. Awesome. That's well, another one of the reasons I put him in there because I didn't want to put anyone too hard to get, because you know, no one's gonna go out of their way to try to farm a character that might do decent damage in phase four. You know. Yeah. But Tuscan well, Raider. Point. Galactic War, you can get him in Galactic War easy. Finn, he has a Cantina node, and I'm a Gundy has a Cantina node too. So, yep. all you know, if you wanted to put in the work to get him, you didn't have anyone that you were so focused on wanting before him. He's there. Very good points. Yep. So that pretty much sums up our uh, raid strategy talk for uh, this podcast. But I'm sure we'll have. More guild chat and more ideas popping into our heads that we'll want to talk about next week, but that's it for today. Leading into the community update that we just got, yeah, I don't know, maybe four hours ago. It was pretty good. It came up with a lot of stuff that we had seen throughout the week, so nothing real earth-shattering there, but it actually introduced a new character and all the reworks for Jedi Anakin, so... Pretty cool, I'd say. I don't know if you're excited for Geonosian Spy. I don't even know if I'm excited for it. The only thing I am excited for it is the fact that they still seem to be willing to work on these synergy-type teams. Because now there'll be three Geonosians. That, I think, is the most interesting part. Yeah. Well, f- four, because Poggle. Poggle, Geonosian, Sol- oh, Sunfuck. I yeah. forgot about him. Yeah, so there's yep. four now. Geno's and Spy is probably worth the farm if you've got some fog. I would guess. No. No. But we'll kind of see if anything comes up or if anybody gets them in the guild. Let us know what you think about them. But, and maybe It'll be interesting. in a later episode we'll review a little bit about them after we learn a little bit more. Yep. Overall, it looks like he's a, a stealth guy. He's a spy, obviously, so he has ways to get gain himself stealth, and from stealth, he can uh, he has some moves to capitalize on that stealth. So that's be interesting to see how people use him. Yeah, one thing that I thought was interesting was a special that dispels all positive and negative stat effects on both him and whoever he's targeting, but everything dispelled, you know, each one deals, you know, 10% more damage, which is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Especially if you got someone throwing massive damage on uh, the guy you're going after. Because, like, I yep. could just imagine if Gamorrean Guard hit your target, like, three times before you had this, and there's, like, six dots on him, and this guy just blows him up. Yeah. And it can't be evaded, so... Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, his kit looks pretty good, so we'll see how it goes. I have to find out from our, one of our guild members. I'm sure someone will have him. Yep. It'd be cool. But the one well, I'm more excited about, and the one that i trying to figure out if I'm going to go after him or Lando after I finish Geonosian Soldier, is this new Jedi Anakin rework. 
So the basic is the same as it was. That one didn't change, which is fine. Deal physical damage to target enemy with a 40% 40, 40 chance to inflict healing and buff immunity for two turns. It's not terrible. But the next one, which is new, is the one that just kind of confuses me. And I don't know if I would want to use it when I used him, but the fact that it's there and the AI would use it when I'm not using him kind of scares me. And that's Reckless Assault, the new one. It says it deals physical damage to all enemies. For each enemy critically hit, 25% chance for all allies to gain offense up for two turns. So, however many crits he gets, the chance of everyone getting offensive up goes up. Cool. I like offense up. But, for everyone that's not critically hit, 20% chance for Anakin to become exposed for two turns. So, it kind of kind of goes with the name, Reckless Assault. kind of goes with the character, too, but... Yeah. I think to that's be exposed a, like that is rough. Yeah, me. it's a really fitting special for the character, though. And yeah. I think a good idea for that special is like if you compare him with a Phasma or something along those lines, so he's kind of got a guaranteed critical to where you really don't have to worry about it. And then everybody has offense up. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's an interesting move. I mean, it's not like a cardboard cutout special so yeah i like it and i it's kind of reminds me of dingar's special with the mini bombs you know oh, yeah. depending on how many crits you get is how many debuffs they get you know it's just another one of those so that's pretty cool and then this leader ability is the one that was everyone was talking about in guild chat and i think it's pretty good it used to be jedi alley's gain 26 percent offense you know which is decent, but I mean, with his old kit, no one really wanted to use him at all. But with his new one, Jedi and clone allies gain 10% offense and 10% crit damage. This is level 1. This is no upgrades, so I just copied and pasted the text. But I think it goes up to 18. 18% offense and 18% crit damage. I think it was more than that, actually. It might be. But that's not even the part that I really like. The second part is the one that it might become irrelevant now that it's there because I think that this might kill people using Dooku and Old Bin, which would make me happy. But the second part to it is whenever an ally is evaded, they gain advantage for, for two turns. So anytime someone evades your attacks, those, that person gets advantage. I'm with that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome for sure. Because the next time Ray whiffs on a... Flurry of bolt, flurry of boat. I can't even say it. So flurry of misses <laughs> is what you're. Trying yeah, that to say. one. Yeah, if he just whiffs like um, Barry Bonds, then you get you get advantage. So you're good to go. I just think that's awesome. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe this introduction will be the end of the Dooku old Ben meta, but we'll see. And uh, his leader ability. At the end, does 30% offense and 15% critical damage. Nice, yeah. 30% so. offense is dang good. I know that uh, Giggles is excited for that with his uh, clone team. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> for sure. And the last thing is Righteous Fury. His unique. It was whenever an ally is defeated, Anakin gains extra turn and his next attack deals 50% more damage. I hate moves like this. I hate the moves where it's like, you have to kill someone before you can capitalize on it, right? Yeah. 
that kind of stinks. But they changed it, so now whenever an ally, whenever an ally falls below 50% health, or is defeated, so it can happen twice for each character, and it can gain 60% turn meter, and his next attack deals 25% more damage. I that think that's way gonna, more useful. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna make him frustrating as hell to deal with. I think he's gonna be a little bit like Royal Guard in that stance that you're gonna be a little terrified to get people under 50%. You'll kind of want to go from 60% to zero, just so he don't have that double chance at of gaining slapping that you turn meter. 25% more damage. Yeah. Yep. And that's just the, and that's just the level 1 on the unique too so that 25% damage is probably boosted as it goes on I just did not get the final number anyways Jedi Anakin rework overall I think it looks pretty good I don't think they did anything that would make him super OP but they definitely brought him back to a usable state I think I completely agree Yep, I think that's a really good fix and if this is something they're going to start doing, I'm pretty excited because there are a lot of tunes that really need corrections, kind of like what they did with Anakin, and get them a little bit more usable. I mean, what is this, the second or third one that they've really kind of fixed and changed things quite a bit by making older characters a lot more useful? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, be excited to see who's next then, because they asked for... A- good amount of people and this was the first one they picked so I'm sure they have a list they're going to start working down so that's all pretty good hopefully so this next thing I wanted to talk about I was really excited to talk about because we talked about the Force Champions Ayala event last week which we thought was pretty cool right it had its problems you know they had written down wrong what the rewards could be instead of what they actually were becoming when you got them. The, dam- the variance of what you get could be was so big that it just annoyed people because I heard people were getting 300 credits when they finished, and I know that I got at least 175 on one of my runs this past week. So, I mean, it could be any... That was a huge range, right? Yeah, same with sure. Same with the, the mats, same with shards, you know. So that was kind of weird, but it was nice because... The Isle event was there for, what, a week? Yep. And I hadn't even heard about the second one, but the minute it ended, I didn't realize that they were going to be starting the next one. Like, the exact next day, the Kit Fisto one came out. Yep. Like, oh, cool. So is this a thing that they're just going to piggyback back-to-back over and over, this Force Champions thing? I, I was really excited about that because it's a way for you to get, you know, 900 credits a day or, you know... 500,000. Yep. And the variants. Some ability mats. I was getting a ton of those purple ability mats from the Ayla challenge. And decent credits, get some shards that you need, or at least convert it into shard currency or whatever. And that was pretty awesome. But (laughs) apparently, the reviews on this were not good. So that's what the 500 crystals were for. Apparently they felt bad about putting out an event that didn't meet expectations. And so to make up for it, they sent everybody 500 crystals. But more importantly, the Omega event's back. I am yeah, that's, super that's excited. A nice, uh, that's a nice sorry, I guess. 
I'll yeah. take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Sorry, just about any time. Anytime they screw up, more gives us 500 crystals at the Omega event, I am perfectly okay with it. And it's not like we have to wait like five days for it to happen either. It's like, all right, we're stopping Kit Fisto, and Omegas are here tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I know there are going to be a lot of people in our guild that are going to be really excited that just, you know, need those. Because they're a little bit lower level, maybe. And uh, I know there have been a lot of people kind of working their way up. And it's getting to the point where everybody's kind of in that, you know, at least above level 76. So, mm-hmm. it'll be nice that they can actually participate in that. Yeah, especially if they missed it before. So, it's a good chance for them to catch up on their Omegas because getting those abilities Omegas are, are huge. Oh, yeah. Just... Just sitting when you get five again, picking the one you want is kind of a big deal. Yep. Make sure you don't waste them. Yeah. You have to wait five more days. <laughs> well, the next thing is this scoundrel event. So as most of you probably know, they're getting rid of the currency challenge, or whatever they call it, prior, and they're bringing in a scoundrel event. Uh, basic info is... It requires five scoundrels, so if you don't have scoundrels, start farming now. Uh, there will be a level 50 and level 70 version. Have they said if that's the actual level of the tunes or if that's the level of your... I think that's when it opens. Okay. So, you'll see it at level... Fi- you'll see the level 50 ones when you're level 50, and you'll see the level 70s when you're level 70. Doesn't mean... I don't necessarily know whether that means they're going to be that level. Because the next point he put out there on Reddit, after saying the levels, was it's a tad on the hard side, but you can outlive... Well, maybe that, maybe I'm... I should have read the second half of that. It's a tad on the hard side, but you can outlevel it. So, if they were level 80, we would never be able to outlevel it. So, I assume they're probably somewhere between 70, 75... 50, 55 for that. It'll be interesting to see exactly the way it is. Uh, That way we can at least kind of talk about it. Get a general idea if you really need to level up a bunch of people or if maybe you can just level up a couple really good characters or ones that you've already got just to kind of get through it. Uh, This event's going to have a new boss fight with a new gimmick, sort of like the challenges have. They haven't said what that is. We'll find out the day it releases. But well, if it's like uh, Savage Oppressor, then you're probably going to want to have everyone level. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's more like Cad Bane, but we'll yeah. see. Burn them down. Burn them down quick. Yeah. And they said the reward's still be in tune, but right now it's going to be around 120,000 credits per win at level 50. And you get you basically get two free plays each time it's up and you can run you know your two runs on level 50 and two runs on level 70 you know each time that this event comes up uh i think i think i read somewhere that you'd be able to get about a million credits yeah if so you this, complete all four of those yeah the one we're reading off of right now in the show notes was posted on reddit on like tuesday or wednesday and in the community update from today a lot of the same information, but something added was you may complete each version two times, which will give you a total of one million credits. 
Okay. So, one million if you can do both fifties and both seventies. That's awfully and nice. I'd say that's pretty decent. Yep, I'm definitely not gonna complain about that. It's better than, you know, the twenty thousand credits they gave you before, whatever it was. Definitely gonna help with that credit crunch that everybody seems to be suffering from. Problem is, you're gonna have to spend most of those credits getting your scoundrels up just to make it easy there for a while. But yeah, every little say, bit I helps. I know that. I say I don't know that the one million once a week, every week, is enough to make me stop farming the people that I really want right now to get scoundrels to do this. But that's a good point. Eventually, I will get them to do this. But I don't know that I'm gonna move from Geonosian soldier straight to Lando right now to try to get my million credits. Yep. So, but it well, is a nice extra thing once you get there, you know. To kind of halfway segue into the next thing we're gonna talk about. It's kind of interesting, all these events that they've been coming up with. Because they've had the Empire event, they've had, you know, the Ewok event, the Droid event, the Scoundrel event, uh, the Rebel and Clones event. It kind of seems like this is kind of where they're going with all these events, making them a little bit themed. So, something to think about. uh, But, not sure if everybody's seen the post that was on Reddit. Uh, somebody had posted, quoting now. It was, hey yeah, it's Capgask. He's a, uh, sorry, I was just going to okay. say who it is. Capgask is a, uh, the event coordinator for, uh, CGEA. Or C, Capital CG. Games EA. Yeah. So he, okay. he's, he's the guy who coordinates and comes up with the events. Gotcha. That explains a lot. Yep. And to quote... Hey folks, Jesse over on the forums will have more detailed info for you when we get closer to releasing future events. But since it is often requested thing, but good lord, but since <laughs> it is an often requested thing to know what squads will be useful in the future, here are some things that will be useful in the near future. Schedule shift a lot, but this content is far enough along for me to be confident telling you. I apologize if that sounds vague. But I can't give specific information for a whole host of reasons. Then he lists out Empire characters, characters with AoEs, droids, and the scoundrels. Which, we knew about the scoundrels. But the Empire, droids, and AoE characters is pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not terribly surprised about the Empire or the droid characters, given... You know, what they've done with the Scoundrel and Ewok events. But the characters with AoE thing, I think, is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's a weird way to lump them together. And I'm wondering what the name of this event is going to be. Because I doubt it'll be the AoE event, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Cause, because Empire characters kind of see that makes sense. Because they had the Empire event where we went in and took on the Empire with all the the Rebel and clones, right? So now yep. they're going to throw Rebels at us and take your Empire characters in there. That makes sense. Kind of the uh, yin to the yang on that event. Droids, they've been adding them. We talked about it last week. Obviously, having things for them makes sense. The Scoundrel, I don't know if he's saying there's going to be another Scoundrel event, or this is just to say, hey, another reminder that, that the credit one... Is coming. I'm gonna assume but it this, was the credit one, but 
Yeah. But characters are they always? That's an interesting one, and it's uh, there's a ton of them. I don't know if bombs count as they well. The bombs that blow up count as AOEs, so I don't know. There's just a ton of them. So we'll see how that goes. And someone mentioned that eight of the seven Empire characters, five of the seven Empire characters have AOEs. So oh wow! If you focused on Empire characters, you, you would cover, cover both of the those. AOE. Yeah, that's a good point. So, just a heads up on that. I'll, but, I'll be kind of curious to know. Like me, for example, I've been playing since November. I've been playing for quite a while, so I've got quite a collection of characters and different, you know, varieties of, you know, Empire droids, etc. Mm-hmm. I'd be kind of curious to know how the people that have started recently feel about kind of what they're doing with these challenges. Because if you've started fairly recently, you probably can't really farm five scoundrels to do the credits event. Well, let me... So I have that free-to-play account I've been playing, and it's at level 50 now, but... And the Force Champion event had been out for Ayala and then half of Kit. But I never got to go in there once, even at level 50, because it opens at 55. A lot of these events are, you know, not in-game necessarily, but towards the in-game. You know, higher, the high levels, you know. Yeah, but if you play very much, I mean, you kind of blow through the first 40, 50 levels pretty quickly. After that, it becomes a little bit more of a grind. But That's why I was saying at the... uh, Play to Give, that was the name of it. The Play to Give oh, yeah. event, right? You got into that one really low. So, I mean, like, as long as they're throwing some in there for the people that are just starting so they can get some stuff, I'm cool with that. But, yeah. you know, I've been playing since November also, and get it as long as I'm getting the stuff, like even with the Play to Give one, it was super easy. But that didn't bug me because I knew there were other events I did that weren't as easy. And... Even with the play to give, I was getting the shards, so I was still being rewarded for going in and doing it, you know? Yeah, it was kind of nice them giving a little bit easier challenges. I mean, because there's already a ton to do in the game on any given day. It's, I mean, it's quite taxing, but it's nice that they throw in some of those events that are rather easy, that you can get some characters, a little bit of currency or whatever for almost no time investment, so that's been awfully nice. So, well, we're just about done here, but before we go, I have one last question. Hit me. Who's Jerry? Oh, Jerry. Jerry is uh, problematic. He's a guy you can't trust. You uh, really don't want him having your back. He's, uh, I don't know, he's just a kind of a jerk. That's who Jerry is. He's also known as Magma Trooper, but uh, we'll just call him Jerry. He got the name because uh, we threw him in the raid. I threw him in on by himself on Phase 4 in a Tier 7. And uh, as you could guess, he just got smashed into the ground. So, we, I don't know. We just call him Jerry because he is the guy that uh, even when he's with a full team... You just hope he's the one that smashed first. I don't know. That's Jerry. Well, Jerry is the guy that we want taking taking it for the team. That's good. Good old Jerry. Yes. 
Magma Trooper, Jerry. That's who it is. Magma Trooper, what a disappointment. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jerry, get your crap together. Well, that pretty much covers this week's podcast. You know, next week, uh, we'll have another member spotlight and a new poll, so make sure you guys are checking that out, filling that out. Uh, this podcast, we're going to get up on iTunes, so if you guys would, uh, go to, well, really any podcast app that you've got and subscribe to the podcast make sure you download all of them and check it out let us know what you think yeah it'd be nice to uh continue to get feedback it's nice to uh know what you guys like don't like and uh we can adjust from there so yeah like it cool well until next week hope you get all the shards you want have fun farming anakin Thank you.